Greetings and welcome to Canvas, 2022's hypermodern answer to the perma crisis that we all find ourselves in. I'm Shima, joined by Lucid. We got a guest with us, but before I introduce them, reminder grab yourself a Dream Club subscription. It's the only club worth being a part of. You get over a dozen Dream Catalog albums as soon as you join up, plus any new albums we put out. And if you're in the top tier, Dream Catalog magazine, finest esoteric art magazine you have ever seen in your entire life. Sign up today, dreamcatalog.bandcamp.com. All right. Hey, wait, don't leave here. us. You got the, um, one of the main parts of the subscription, too. You got the uh, exclusive VIP album each month, which comes on CD with the Oh, yeah, magazine. the exclusive album. Yeah, you forgot the like, main selling point of the uh, Son of a bitch. All right, so you, you get even more <laughs> than I listed. Yeah, so, All it's, right, like, so this it's... month, it's uh, Chasu Masuta. I am not Chasu Masuta. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty big one to start things off. So sign up before the end of this month, and you can get yourself a copy of that. All right. Well, I am I am not Chester Masuda. Was a very flappy album, and we have a man on the horn with us who is here to debate uh, the very real uh, conflict that is happening in the world right now. The truest, most heart wrenching conflict that is going on in the world today, <laughs> which is of course <laughs> Flap versus Dream Punk. Now. Here to debate that subject matter is the legendary Jude Frankham, also known as Remember, yeah. in the yo, building. Yo, yo. One of the main pillars today, of Dream Punk, I'd say. Oh, definitely. One of the four pillars of Dream Punk. Holding it up. Hi. The well, man himself. The How you doing, brother? Um, good question. Um, <laughs> I'm one of them, at least. <laughs> you're one of them. We'll, we'll come up with the other three later, but in, in, yeah. in the meantime, how are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, good. Surviving, breathing. Okay, yeah, well, that's bad. good. We, you always you always like to have a nice surviving and breathing column. And uh, in, that's in the red corner. In the blue... No, no, that's in the blue corner. Of course, it's got to be blue corner for Dream Punk. And then in the red corner, in the flap corner, <laughs> we have yeah. Lucid. In the flap corner, weighing in at four hundred so, pounds. Can I just pretext this by saying, like, I'm I'm no good at debates whatsoever. Like, me neither, I'm, yeah. and I'm not prepared yeah, at all. I'm not. Pre- yeah, like, I think it'll just be more of a conversation about flap and dream punk and such. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a war of attrition. Yeah, so Shima, you should be like the neutral party, I suppose. Or as yeah, I'm just the referee here. Yeah, the the devil's advocate in places. In I don't world. want no hitting below the belt. And no going for the eyes, okay? Keep it civil, gentlemen. <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, no. All right. So, what's the opening? What's the opening blow? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna pitch it. I'm gonna pitch the, the the discussion of the debate. Here's the discussion. Flap has more longevity than Dream Punk. Go. Oof. Yeah, I don't know who, who's starting. Well, I, Do you am I start? right or am I wrong? Yeah, I'll, 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 st- I'll start. God, am I right? As, am I as, right? as, as the um, as the flap sort of ambassador, uh, you can start and then yeah. So um, where where's the start? God, like the, like I said, I'm not I'm no good at debates <laughs> and shit. So I don't know. I'll just... <laughs> You've had this set well, up like, all I, day. I didn't really think about like the fact that it would be like a debate though. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really anticipate that. Let let me let me think. It's like once I get going, I'm sure I'll be able to ramble on about it. So, so dream punk, um, as a sort of genre and movement, I guess started 
around 2015, sort of coming out of the Dream Catalog style of Vaporwave, eventually becoming known as Dream Punk. And obviously, you know, like me, Telepath, uh, Jude, obviously one of the earliest people on that style. Um, and then, like, as it progressed, uh, you know, you got other people coming in and doing similar kind of stuff. I, um, but as a sort of genre, it didn't really, like... I, oh, sorry, rather as, as a scene, it didn't really, like, stick to any particular sounds. There was always, like, techno-influence, dubstep influence. Obviously, you got, you know, Autumn, for example, who had a lot of dubstep uh, influence in his stuff, for example. Um, so it wasn't really, like, a music genre, dream punk, or it isn't, rather, because um, it's still, you know, quite active as a scene and style. Um, then, around... 2020 that whole thing sort of named itself dream punk and went with that name and it hadn't done that um till that point which was sort of a weakness in a way that there was never really you know a, a proper rallying name for everyone um so until that point there was always phrases like you know ambience vaporwave or dream music and stuff but they weren't really, like, good names that fit very well for people to really signify what they were doing. Then Dream Punk sort of came about mainly because of Wusso's documentary, sort of just identifying and naming it as a thing. Um, after that, uh, throughout 2020, you know, obviously it was the year of COVID and stuff, so there was a lot of, like, online activity in regards to the scene and the music and such, and it really sort of had a sort of second wind of life, that whole thing. Um, if it, if not, like, became alive for the first time, you could say. Especially through the Livewire festivals, uh, number one and two, they were, like, huge catalysts of that. But then, I think there was, like, a period where there was a lot of, like, doubt and confusion as to where things could go. Um... You know, there was a lot of debate about styles and stuff. Like, a lot of people who wanted to create this sort of, like, genre-fied, you know, playlist-friendly um, style of dream punk, I guess, where, you know, you knew what you was going to get, basically, which would be sort of, like, down-tempo ambient music with pictures of, you know, cities and what have you. Um, and then there was always the other sort of side of dream punk, which is a lot more experimental and advocate, if anything, like disliked the sort of more cliched styles. So there was then like this in dream punk for the past year or so, maybe a bit longer, um, maybe like 18 months. There's been this sort of like, I wouldn't say like confrontation because it, it, it hasn't really been that um, uncivil or anything, but rather just a clash of philosophies sort of. Uh, more beneath the surface rather than overtly um, and I think like on the extreme end of that there was always flap <laughs> so like the, the more on the more extreme side of like the experimentalist type of people in dream punk there was flap basically which is stylistically almost the exact opposite of um, what people sort of expect when they say dream punk now I, th I think that dream punk has sort of become genreified and codified in the sense that say if you create an ambient down tempo album with you know a sort of moody city cover 
um, that will get classified as dream punk on radio music and uh, and discogs and whatever else. I, I don't know if discogs has a dream punk tag yet or not, but whatever. But I think like that's actually significant because um, pl- places like Spotify and all that they um, they will get their like categories of music and such from scraping places like radio music and discogs. Um, so it's actually quite significant because that's how your music is going to be grouped and identified and then delivered to people. Now that that's significant because it ties into this next point, which is that music has really evolved away from being this sort of like communal cultural thing in the, especially in the past like five years. I mean, it's been going this way for a while, but like it's sort of gone into overdrive in the past five years and more towards this um, individualized experience of like selecting playlists that suit the current mood at a sort of like personal level. Mm-hmm. So that's that's mainly due to Spotify, but also partly YouTube as well. But mostly Spotify has sort of created this um, overarching culture for what music is. Um so what what that does basically when you have this sort of playlist culture that Spotify has created is um it takes like the community and the um like cultural side of music away from music and it turns music just into so- a sort of product that people can you know pick and choose at will um and i think like what 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 that what that does then for like musicians and artists in particular is it actually creates a scenario where um the intention to make music is simply to just churn out as much of this produce as possible and hope that you land on one of these playlists so you can get more like view counts basically and beyond that, there doesn't really seem to be much intention for music. Now, in a way, like we actually sort of embrace that aspect with Dream Punk. You know, we try to make playlists and we try to make like, you know, concept mixes on YouTube and stuff to really tap into what that is. Um, you know, if you think about like Synthwave, the most people experience Synthwave through, you know, albums and songs and stuff that they like, or are they more you know, just thrown on playlists and mixes. I think it's more the latter. And I think, like, that's sort of, like, the fate of all genres and styles right now. Sort of, like, a, you know, commodified product that um, users can, like, come to when they like. And, you know, may- maybe that's, like, kind of good at a consumer level, just having this, like, huge ocean of music that suits your mood and you can pick what you like at any time you know i I definitely approach music at at that way uh, in that way uh, a lot of the time too you know i listen to all sorts of different genres and um being able to go to mixes and playlists and stuff makes that sort of thing really easy but then you know it comes at the cost of basically eradicating the culture that gave birth to all that stuff in the first place and then you know if we keep going down that path there won't be any sort of culture that music actually exists in. It's just going to be like this, you know, churning out data 
on on top of that, um, there's also this other point that most of the music that you can make now is it's been done to death. Like, if you're making a piece of ambient music now, the chances are that it's gonna sound like something that already exists is pretty high, especially if it's like drone music. I mean, there's probably been you know a drone made in every single note on a piano, you know, a, a thousand times over. <laughs> like if you just think of like a single note drone track for example mm-hmm. um you know one i i think like there's a point where it's just like sort of redundant to keep making stuff like that when there's no actual cultural context for it whereas it, within a within a cultural context and within a, a different intention there is like actually a way to make drone music for example that can be interesting and relevant and i think think this is a good way to tie it back to vaporwave actually so in vaporwave basically what you had was music that had already been done even you know the idea of slowing down music had already been done before vaporwave but what really made vaporwave different was that you were contextualizing the music in a completely different way um and that gave rise to a whole new way of experiencing music experiencing music that didn't last that long until Vaporwave just turned into like an alternative electronic music scene, but you know, for a little while it was something quite unique and special, um and just a whole different way of, you know, experiencing music. So what I'm more interested in is creating experiences and new ways to experience music that is fresh and futuristic and current. So Part of Flap is it really sort of like embraces the fact that we're in this sort of like nihilistic absurdity, this, you know, endless data of music that's almost meaningless. And it's just sort of like a certain our places as kings of the wasteland, I'd call it. Um, and I guess I can explain that a bit more, but uh, I should probably let you speak a little bit because i'm just no yeah i told you i'd ramble on once i spoke so the thing (laughs) is i don't i don't necessarily disagree with anything you said like i like there's a lot of truth in that i guess my sort of question or sort of yeah i guess question is like how does flap (laughs) that's such (laughs) ridiculous (laughs) Such a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that. That that's one reason I like flap because like you can't even say the name of our fucking. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> um, how does flap like solve that problem? Like, um, I I don't see how. Like, I just don't see how it is the, the antithesis of that problem. <laughs> so I don't think it's like trying to solve the problem as such, but rather like take the problem, and like really push it to a sort of logical extreme that highlights the problem, if that makes sense. So Well wouldn't you rather solve the problem than add to it? Uh I mean like if you talk about solve the problem, it's almost like a political question then because like you know what what the uh, case Yeah what of... I mean is is what I mean is like solve the problem that you like solve the problem in your eyes not necessarily as like the global truth of the problem but like um in your so i think like if we identify the problem as spotify essentially 
um making music fucking boring i think <laughs> that's a sort of shorter way of putting putting it um i mean like that you can extrapolate loads and that's not just spotify it's just like the general like culture of things has become like very just really like boring and nihilistic and such so to solve that problem uh i feel like it, it's almost like a political question but for me like before politics is like um um perspective and like perception and convictions and philosophical convictions and stuff so so, so is, like, is flat is flat ironic in that sense uh no i wouldn't say so well i mean like it's not it's not ironic and it's not serious and it's not i don't know like it's like <laughs> like flaps it's just flap i guess it it doesn't it doesn't take itself seriously, but it's not ironic either. You know, it's it's, it it's like take, a... but that's what I mean. No, it's adding to like not a ser not a serious issue because it's not a serious issue. It's not like music is not a serious issue, but like the permanent issue that's sort of in music culture right now, like mm. flap from what the way you've described it is almost like a like you say pushing it to its logical conclusion almost but it also feels like like there's it just has a hint of irony in it yeah i mean like you could say there's like hints or shades of irony in a way um i mean like i think there's like so much going on though that it's not just like one thing or another and maybe that's why it's like so confusing to people like to, to be honest like sometimes i don't even know where it is either um <laughs> it's dynamic there's a lot there's a lot of moving yeah. parts so like you know what one thing you could say is like flappy for example is <laughs> flappy one thing you <laughs> could say is <laughs> flappy for example would be taking this notion of like the endless ocean of music data that you know spotify symbolizes and then just like filling it out with even more and more so you know like release like an album a day if you can if not you know a, a few songs every day or at least one song a day, um, that you know that that would be flop. So I think like it, like something that it, would be like against the flop spirit would be, for example, spending three months on an album and then like hyping it up for two weeks and then dropping it. And it's sort of like doing that is actually the more insane thing than flop because if you do that, it's sort of like not accepting the reality of the situation as it is so right now we have like this like just massive static of noise on the internet going on like every single day to the point where like there's no sort of monoculture anymore it's just like this like you know pockets of noise going on everywhere that are almost like disconnected from one another you know i i, I used to talk about like the virtual village and stuff like that right so there's like all these little tiny virtual villages all over the internet just like making their own like individual noise and stuff and there isn't really any like monoculture that connects all of them and the fact that it takes place on the same few platforms um so it there's there's almost like a sort of like complete emptiness to anything that you're gonna do in that world so flap is sort of like an acknowledgement and an embracing of that and it's it's not to say that flap itself is nihilistic because um where flap takes place is already nihilistic so 
it, it's it's basically like I say, just taking that to a logical extreme, um, and that the fact that it has that intent makes it like anti nihilistic. If that makes sense, as if to whether it solves that problem or not, I think like what so what it, what its intention is is to essentially like wake people up from the coma that they're in. Um, but, but I don't. I don't. At the same time, I don't think it's like you know, a a precise goal either. It's just like, it's just something that is part of it. But if you're talking about how like the goal of like the musician now is to reach a Spotify playlist, so it just reduces it down to just being a yeah uh, an aim for numbers. Mm-hmm and removes the culture isn't doesn't dropping a tune a day with no one with no sort of care or intent not intent actually but more more with the with the knowing of what you're doing isn't that reducing it down just as much um yes but like it like i say it's like done with the intent of sort of i mean like i don't even it's sort of like hard to say intent because like there's no like specific like exact like, precise way, thing but the way i see it is the intent in both of those situations is on the same level it's just two different intentions well yeah it's sort of like both both ways are an acceptance of the way things are yeah so like people who right. aim to get on playlists and you know um you know get the numbers up and stuff they've just accepted that that is the case and that's you know the aim that they've tried to go for basically and that's satisfying enough for those people whereas mm. to me that's sort of like dissatisfying because i don't really want it like that 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 thing itself that i've just mentioned that is the monoculture where all these like miniature cultures take place in so like the only monoculture is the platform itself. Um, that's like the only thing that links everything together. I was talking about this with you earlier today about the idea of actually making uh, sort of applying the video game uh, progression ladder yeah, to yeah. video games. And I was mm. I was talking about about how I'd do it. And what I'd do is I'd have an app on your phone, and it'd um, scan anyone in your like local area let's say 50 mile radius who registered themselves as a musician and then it'd say right here's your competition there's 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 seven musicians within 50 miles of you you've got to become more popular than them and uh, you you, you <laughs> video gamifier you'd have progression yeah. ladders and skill trees and you'd be able to watch you know 15 minute ableton tutorials to unbox shitty 5p background skins for your daw of choice and you know you'd you'd you'd, you'd buy into the consumerist you culture know, you know what just the same as everyone else has you know what like when i look on twitter right and i see musicians like posting the daws like scrolling along playing like a tune that they've been working on like all i see is a video game and it, like that is exactly the culture it's like gamer culture so it's the same it's you know it's like twitch game streaming culture but just music that's it and that to me is like so fucking boring and dispiriting because like music really to me is you know it's the essence of life really it's like it's it's the most like life-affirming art more than anything else probably um 
and you know for it to be reduced to just being this like video game where everyone's trying to like score points and stuff to me is like so boring um and i think like you okay. know bringing it back to like the dream punk and flop thing right dream punk like for me you know when we were first doing dream punk and dream catalog and stuff i've i've always had this sort of like spiritual outlook or whatever or just like like, throughout everything I've ever done, like, in music, there's always been this intent to sort of just wake people up, I guess, and just, you know, get them out of their sort of, like, slumber or whatever. Just, or just inspire them to life, basically. Cause, um, I just, like, I don't know, I've, I, like, ever since I've been younger, I've always, like, opposed just anything dispiriting or lifeless, basically. Just and so much of what reason. we see today is lifeless. Like yeah, yeah, it's like it's worse than ever now. Like by a mile. I mean, like absolutely. Yeah. And I just I think like I just think like that. That's like you know the flap spirit to me. It, that is like the opposite of that. It's like I should have really like thought about this today before we came into this. <laughs> I'm trying to. It's it's really hard to articulate some of this stuff because a lot of it's like a feeling as well. Yeah, I guess yeah. The, the the other thing though is that you like, and I, I, I you've got. I guess you you're probably aware that like this isn't gonna work for everyone. That sort of mindset, like the flap, the flappy mindset, whatever you want to call oh, it. Oh yeah, know. I mean, like no doubt, it's not gonna work for everyone. But at the same time, you know, like we're not making music for everyone. If we were making music for everyone, no. But what what, like, what I mean is like, like what's is that is that like the goal? Not the goal, but is that like what you? happy with if is if it was a philosophy that like um grew or did you would you want to keep it sort of like underground no i i don't really have like any um like specific desire in that regard no but what i mean is like would you prefer a world which was more like flappy in that sense i suppose um, yeah. I mean, I'd certainly <laughs> prefer it. Yeah, no doubt, I'd prefer it. I think like you'd prefer, you'd prefer like if like because this is what this is what I this is what I'm coming down to, right? Like, say every say a, a vast majority of musicians took on the flappy approach, right, and was releasing like a track a day. Is that what you would want from your like mu like your music consumption? Would Actually, um, yeah, and I, I would say this too, right? I I always like have hated music culture in the sort of like you know professional sense. Um, I hate like all the stuff you're expected to do around music to get it out there to people. Like I've always detested that. I hate like the customs and um just just that sort of stuff. Like, to me, like, the actual culture of music takes place after that fact. And all, all those sort of, like, customs and such are just annoying corporate things that could be skipped over easily. But, you know, we just have to do them sometimes because it's part of, you know, the business side of music. Um, so, you know... Well, I it, mean, it works, right? That's, that's the thing, it works. Well, here, here's the thing. No, like... I actually don't think it works anymore. And, like, you know, if you look at, like, the larger music landscape, a lot of it has been getting flappier over the last 10 years. Like, we're in, we're in like, it's like I said to you earlier today, Jude, we're in a situation, right, where we're 10 years removed from slowing down a Diana Ross song with a fucking um, Greek bust on the cover is, like, what lit the world up. 
So like with 10 years on from that, and I think just this idea of trying to make music as it used to be in the 90s and 2000s and stuff is such a like huge step backwards. And like trying to do that sort of corporate presentation and, um, you know, just returning to like old old ways and ideals and such is like such a huge misstep. So I, I'd actually bring up like a band like Fontaine's DC here, right? So obviously you turned me on to them. And I think like they're a really great band, but like at the same time, there's something like really conservative about them to me in that um, there's just, they're just doing something that existed like in a way 20, 30, 40 years ago. And they're oh, not really, yeah, they're not, and they're, they're not really doing like. Let let me let me take away from flap and look at like another sort of, um, popular act like, let's say, um. Let's say like Blade for example, right? So in in a way, like Blade has like flap flap elements, um, in that. You know, a song can just like appear out of nowhere with someone like Blade, and there doesn't need to be. You know, I mean, like it, there there are times when you know you'll see like them going through the usual music industry route and stuff. Actually, you know, a, a much better example is Kanye. So obviously, like Kanye is very like flop in that. You know, he his, he his it from you. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, <laughs> ripped, he, like I was doing all that stuff. Blatantly just did. stole it from you outright. I mean, <laughs> the, I mean, like you know, right after flap, right after I started doing flap, he brought out um, what was it, poop the scoop or whatever, and <laughs> dragon energy and all that stuff. Anyway, like e- even if you just ignore that fact, right? Kanye's approach is so like unorthodox and like anti-corporate, but what he's actually doing is like assimilating into how things are actually going on like through the internet because at the end of the day like music culture is internet music culture now there's no like you know people aren't going to record stores and buying cds and shit like that that's like long dead i mean you know you've got record stores but it's almost like it's archaic it's it it's it's almost like I mean, going it's, to it, disneyland it's not it's not really real it's like sort of a fantasy version of music and it, it, back in the day everyone went to record stores music right, fans yeah, exactly, just yeah. casual music yeah. fans now you're going if you're going to a record shop now you are a music fan like that it's it's a yeah. hobby yeah right? I feel it's, like it's, a, it's a total fantasy it's not it's not even real because like you you know for starters like if you really want the vinyl you can buy it online anyway so if, and it, even if not like you know all that music is right there on spotify you don't have to have the vinyl so record it's, shops it's just, are like um, yeah. analog synthesizers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, but and, it's and that's there. the thing. It's like that that sort of like fantasia, like you know, losing yourself in these like dream cultures, is like the antithesis of flap to me. Like flap to me is the idea of not losing yourself in a dream, but bringing your dreams out of your head and into the real world. So that's why I say things like, you know, dreams are leaking into the real world. And I, I see that more, actually, like, you know, Kanye, obviously, example, and so forth. Um, because the internet has sort of, like, created this high-anxiety pressure, like, system for everyone. That, it, it, I guess it's like fight, fight or flight. 
except you know flap is the flight so maybe flip it around so <laughs> dream or I flop mean, i guess i mean flap flapping gives you flight so you know. yeah exactly <laughs> so but 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 yeah like i i just think like like to withdraw into a dream is sort of like nihilistic because it's like a rejection of the world as it is so um i guess it's sort of like nietzschean in that sense in that um nietzsche would say you know to sort of reject your sort of natural animal self um well, it's pretty hard to paraphrase Nietzsche, but <laughs> but to 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 uh, reject like your sort of like natural self would be sort of um, nihilistic and um, yeah. <laughs> and but, flap is your animal self. Well, not just it, it, it. It's not just like animal. It's like you know what you know what is a human being like a human being is is an animal but it's like much greater than you know any other animal it's like an animal that can dream and you know use language and such to create the world so mm. by by not like embracing that i'm just withdrawing into this sort of like shell persona where like you know you're just going along with all this fantasia and such you're sort of rejecting um you know reality as it is and th and that's that's why it's like nihilistic because it's like you know withdrawn into nothingness um mm. so yeah f that that that's why flap in the identification of this being a nihilistic situation is sort of anti-nihilistic because it's a embrace of you know um the human potential so you know what what is that human potential where where does it go like i like, i don't really know the full answer to that but like that's that's the point it's like the adventure itself i suppose is the point mm -hmm. yeah i mean i do appreciate the like i'm not a full flat player obviously i lean into it more than you know I care to, you know, care to let on, <laughs> like uh, it's because it's funny, um, <laughs> but I don't see how it's like. Now, can I? I can appreciate the the antiness of it, if that makes sense. Like the yeah. sort of the pivot one direct, like the pivot of a direction sort of idea. But at the same time, it's also in. Turning the other direction, you've kind you're kind of just walking back down the same route that you came along. I think. Do you think so? And yeah, a little bit. Yeah, like when, especially like when we was talking earlier on about like the whole Spotify playlist culture and yeah, in how in your eyes you'd like to release like an album a day. Mm. To me, that values the same. The make makes the music worth the same as being on a Spotify playlist. In the sense that, like, valueless, not, yeah, yeah, because it's like, and I guess like, flat, no one's going to be flapping against their own will, right? 
Like, no one's. Yeah. If you're, if you're, oh, Flabbergasted. Well, oh, well, oh. yeah, you, you, you can, you can have that one for free. Um, <laughs> like, if you're, if you're into flap, you know what you're going into. So maybe you don't mind like releasing. Well, I, don't, an I don't think you always know what you're going into a flap, and that's sort of part of it, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess like some people would be more okay with like having album released and then one becoming straight or one straight after with no sort of attention given yeah yeah and no sort of i, th I think that's um, you know like the, this idea of like like the value in it that is definitely part of it it's like the total devaluation of music to like almost <laughs> so, so so like i said like you know like how spotify playlist culture and all this like basically turns music into you know just like this video game and data and so forth it's like mm. taking that to the extreme point where like the music's so like worthless that you're just like pumping it out constantly but it's like the experience itself like the adventure itself that is the thing so you know like experiencing what, a new flap like... like every day for example is part of the you know, cultural experience of flap. But it, I guess then you'd have to be on top of flap to yeah. be to get the yeah. full experience of the adventure, right? Because yeah, I yeah. don't have I so, don't I don't have the time to listen to a new album a day. So is flap wasted on me as an experience? Well, I, I I guess like yeah, that it's actually disempowering to the end user, and that's sort of part of the point. It's because like the the end user of Spotify, the listener, has so much power right now. It's really like dispossessed the power of the artist in that regard. So like Flap is almost bringing the power back to the artist and, you know, um, allowing the artist to have more um, power over the audience again. Because like, the, the, like art in that sense is power. Um, it's like exactly. art, art is the ability to essentially alter the perception of an audience mm. um, like at its yeah. base level. So in that regard, you know, you know, who's the real artist right now? It's like the Spotify playlist curator, to be honest, or the YouTube mix creator. They're the real artists right now. Kind of funny as well, because that's, you know, you could say the same about Vaporwave, like who... Who's the artist in Vaporwave? You know, who is it Diana Ross or is it actually like Vectroid for like, you know, making the album cover and um so forth. Like really it, it's Vectroid, like that's the artist. Diana Ross isn't the artist. I mean, Vectroid's only the artist if you know about Vectroid though. Like Well um Mackins well say Macintosh plus then. Uh, no, I know. No, I mean uh, even bigger than that, right? Because there's going to be people out there who know that, like, know Diana Ross and that song, but don't know. Yeah. 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 So if you so, if you heard the song on the radio, right, um, Diana Ross, it's your move or whatever, um, like that, you know, you you would hear that as the Diana Ross song, but when it's it's when it's presented and altered and such. You know, e even if, like, the song wasn't slowed down, it's still, like, Vectroid's art because, like, that's being presented that way. And it's, it, like, a, like I say, like, the real artist on Spotify is the playlist curator. And that, 
that's what's like so boring and that's that's what this possesses the power of artists so like flap is like a disempowering of the user and such to bring power back to the artists in that regard kind of reminds me of um like when you're talking about like spotify playlists and vectroid being the artist kind of had flowing through my head had um andy warhol and people like that sort of flowing through my head because in a way they're kind of they, he was kind of similar in the sense that yes the subjects of his art were mainly famous people or um events and like just people of interest as a whole and yeah, all he, yeah he kind yeah. of just like repeated their image over and over again yeah um, well like obviously then, like you know the Campbell's soup one for example that's like one of his most famous it's like he took ownership of that um mm. to create you know his own art actually you know what this relates to a point you made to me in a chat a few weeks ago about how when you play your live shows of sheena your band like the mm. audience doesn't have the power to just stop listening so no. so you know you can you know it's like live music that they can't turn off so like you the the audience is disempowered there and the artist has the power and that that's what's like most important i think so like flap is an attempt at least to do that which you know i think that's valuable oh i'm getting a phone call two seconds no worries i won't answer it i'll just what uh... what do you think of all this shame obviously like you're a flap advocate but you know what your general thoughts on um i think that something must be done to stop all the uh like you said the spotify like hyper normalization of music and um like you've been saying you know um musicians are kind of like powerless in this current equation like anyone can pick any song out of the hundreds of millions of billions that are all available and they're all you know at your fingertips that you don't need to do anything to really yeah out and find new music it's all just in like curated playlists and shit it's daft because ultimately you know, you know you what else yeah it. you know what else that does too it gives like really um shit artists a much larger platform than they deserve because like the, the the shit artists are the ones who are like fully compliant to the standards that are being set so like mm. you know if you go on spotify like you know that fucking Dan Mason guy has like what like two hundred thousand monthly listeners or whatever just from being on playlists. And why is that? It's because he's like fully compliant to you know standards that are set or like pre-made. Exactly. It's, it's got nothing to do with the fact that he's like a really like great artist or anything. It's it's purely to do with the fact that it's in the boxes. music. Right. It, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you know that 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 you know you know what's interesting to me about Dream Punk, right? Is because Dream Punk like didn't tick the po- boxes. It it like it grew it grew out of vaporwave precisely because it was like it drew not... new boxes on the paper. Right. Yeah. So like to, you know if if Dream Punk becomes like codified, which I guess it has done. Um, you know, that sort of like ends the punk aspect of it and it just becomes, you know, like dream. Um, so that, that, you know, that's a bit sort of disappointing, but you know, just this where it is. Um, I think it, hap- I think it just happens with pretty much anything, unfortunately. Yeah. And that, yeah. and that was, that was one of my original concerns with dream punk, which is why I'm not going to sit here and be like, like, I'm very 
proud of what we've done and like the albums that are out there and there's amazing sort of music in that in that sphere but i did worry that it would become like everything else but yeah. it did to an extent or started to um mm-hmm. I, I, I did actively step back kind of yeah. at that point because no, like, and i no guess in a way in like you know um by actually like naming and identifying and stuff um that that is sort of what you know caused it to happen so you know it gave it some strengths like you know it helped it detach itself away from vaporwave culture and such but at the same time you know it codified it more and i think like because like the sort of scene itself was so built on artists who are experimental and always wanting to try new stuff that sort of like became such a um conflict of interest i guess as i was sort of saying earlier yeah mm-hmm. but I you think... know like at, you know at, um you know at the end of the day like dream punk is the sort of like corner of the internet that we have been designated with with our like usernames and names and stuff like that's the sort of like cobweb that we're wrapped up in so you know it's like what we do with it too in that regard um you know that you can like in a way there's like no point like rejecting it because like you'll be caught in it anyway it's like it's more what you're actually doing in it so um you know flap can emerge from that i suppose what happens when the day when flap ends up on a spotify playlist how are we going to feel about that <laughs> the flap spotify playlist um, i mean we already have that it's called rap caviar rap ca- <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on that so second actually, album, let, actually one second, let's talk about like flap the music genre because we talked a lot about the flap the philosophy but um i guess you're not a big fan of flap musically are you uh, it ha- it has moments. I think there are, there are bits about it I like, but there's it's not not as a cohesive whole. Yeah. Like there's always there's always every any time there's a flap track, it, there's always something about it I like. Whether it's I don't know the beat that was stolen from SoundCloud or <laughs> um, or you know just bits of just bits about it. But there's I, like I just can't. I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's a concoction of so much a different abrasive stuff that it just doesn't yeah. sit well, and it feel and it feels thrown together, which is probably the the intention. But yeah, that is exactly yeah. the intention. I'm you not, know? but then I'm not huge on thrown together stuff, so I guess that just. It just so doesn't... you're not huge on thrash metal then. You're not call... huge on on. No, uh, I, would, I, I I would disagree that thrash metal is thrown together. No, I mean like you, you, you know the earlier uh, semblances of punk. I'm talking like early fresh. I'm talking like the really early underground shit when they had no production and it was all like like grungy and you know that kind of stuff. Um, that is that is flap uh, in a sense. It's that same kind of attitude of like you know. It depends. It because uh, sometimes they like those albums sounded like that because they had to because they had no other means to do so like well were... yeah but those sounds inherently you know regardless of whether they had no choice or not those sounds are like what defined you know that culture and in much the same way you know flap is defined i think flap the... in a way it has to sound like that because it has to be made at a rapid pace 
So, like, if you labour over a flap song, it just turns into, you know, not flap. So, in a way, like, flap does have to be thrown together because it's got to be made fast. It's got to sure. be delivered fast and it's got to be forgotten fast. Sure. So, I, think, like, and I, think, I think there's a way of doing that. It just it doesn't need to sound like flap. I don't... I, 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 <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'd love to hear an example of, of what you think a, a song... That sound that, that that fits the flap manifesto and f- fits the flap ethos without sounding like flap. I'm wondering what what that would sound like in your book. Uh, I don't know. I guess so. The the flap ethos is that it's got to be quick and like on on your toes and not really there with much thought. Quick, abrasive, yeah, yeah, abstract, yeah. esoteric. Um. And just generally, yeah. kind of, you know, aggressive, uh, a little bit dark, yeah, futuristic. It's like cyberpunk. It's like the real cyberpunk music. I guess because I always gonna gonna go down like the sort of sort of noisy punk route, but that's like like what I do. But I guess another part of it that I'm disconnecting with in that sense is, which I hadn't really thought about before, is the fact that it's not. Because I'm very much a proponent of like loud live music, right? I like that's what I like. Flap is like I think I prefer it more if it was like a hundred decibels, like yeah. Well, and you loud... have heard a hundred decibel flap when we did. Oh, I have, and it was and and I told you <laughs> it's one of the most like punk and like wild things I've ever heard, and I yeah. think. But I think that's where I'm, maybe that's there, there's a disconnect there for me because I like that when it's like in front of me and in my face and it's like mm. I can feel it. So Whereas, you think flap needs to go more offline and be less like? I just, I just, flap yeah. Needs to be in people's faces. I think that's what I would. Is. Yeah, I would like. I would really enjoy flap. Hundred decibels. Shima on the mic on stage, jumping into the crowd and just fucking with people. Yeah, like, you know what? I should do that. I could do yeah. that. Let's do that. Let's make that. Maybe David on decks just like switching tunes midway through. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Playing. Yeah. Play like fucking. You know what you should do? You should just play like, uh, you know, in the downtime between sets. You should just play like random like phone and like Discord and Telegram notification sounds just, just, just to get people to like constantly check their phones. <laughs> just. <laughs> But yeah, just to, I think yeah, maybe that's another part of it that I've never considered. But like, I really like loud abrasive music, but I like it. I even like listening to it, like even listening to like that sort of stuff, like at home. I know what it's like to go and experience it, like in yeah. a, in a venue, like or you know, I, yeah, maybe that's just a part of it. And I've never considered maybe flap just needs to get on, on a just stage needs and... to be louder and more it, in your face. It, you it know needs, what? I think we it, can do that. It just needs to jump. Like it just needs to create mosh pits and it needs to be played so loud. It's deafening people. And Absolutely. You need to start shoving mics in monitors. So just, you just get insane you know feedback. What? I'd love that shit. You know like, what it is with me and like me, like live shows and music, right? It's like, the internet's like dominated music so much that live shows almost feel like archaic and conservative. So there has, there has to be like something new that brings like the internet, like augmented reality into the real world to make it like flat worthy, it, right? if that makes sense. 
I think a problem, a lot of problem with live music now is that it's so easy to recreate what you did in the studio or like yeah, what you made yeah. at home or whatever. It's because, too easy to sound polished. That's what right? it is. But you can't say, for example, you cannot, or I don't care what anyone says, you cannot replicate a band like Sun on album. You have yeah. to, it's like, a, it's a, they're a band that you have to go and like experience that shit. You just can't do it. Um, like I, I said in the group chat the other day, Corn is another example, right? They're very good on album. They've like, don't get me wrong, they're you know, great, great, great albums. But like, once you see them live, there's no going back. Like, you listen to the albums, and they just sound weak forever. Um, and I think it's the same with like the band I do. And like, so you think like... it's like the experience that is the more yeah that that actually relates to you know the point that I was bringing up earlier. But then, you know, it's like that that sort of like live music experience it's not really as powerful or as culturally powerful as it was in the past you know, i'm not saying it a... isn't yeah. I, but i think i think it flap is deserved of that sort of like physical vibrational energy yeah that no, like that, that's definitely just true yeah like i like you I just mean, can't like, yeah. you just can't replicate that shit like on headphones you just can't when, no. when, like like when when I when I go outside, like I feel like flap, like you know this is a flap world. That's sort of what I feel. <laughs> but like, the, let me explain, right? So, so like when, when you go when you know when you go outside and you've got your phone and such, you like you're still connected to the internet. We're we're online like twenty four seven. I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is go on my phone. It's like the last thing I do at night. And like between those, like say like sixteen seventeen hours that I'm awake. How much of it is spent like on a computer or on a phone or even listening to music on headphones off Spotify? Oh yeah, or anything like that. Like we're just in like internet world. Like you know, what was that line I had on one song? I step outside and I'm in the web, and that that's sort of what I mean. Like that's flap. It's mm. like like flap is like the cyberpunk world, and it's just sort of like getting within that rather than like not. It, it's yeah. like an acceptance of like the sort of futuristic transcendent um transhumanist world that we live in and transcendent yeah, yeah. is a good world to good word for it too it's like it's a transcendent experience yeah i think um, that's just what then what i think flap needs to do it just needs to like be the it needs to like be the world rather yeah. than be like in it yeah like yeah, exactly. that's, that's, that's such a ridiculous thing to fucking say. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, that that is exactly, it. and that you know that's why I said earlier, you know, like Kanye is flap in that regard. Like he's yeah. someone who's like fully with that, and I I think that's like where the sort of like Nietzschean aspect comes into it. It's like that's where you can push through like the abyss of nihilism, and then you know. So when are we getting the white banshee stem player? Is that coming soon? <laughs> or... No, I think I'm gonna. No, no, no. The white banshee show. live show needs to come first. We need to do these live shows because you've touched on something that has been missing from my equations. I, I, I think. That, uh... like, I just love that shit. Like, that's like, for example, um, obviously, like we've mentioned it a few times, they're playing a band called Sheena, and we're kind of like a sort of a loud, punky, fuzzy sort of. I don't even really know what we are. But I purposely bought, like, not that long ago, like a 50-foot guitar cable, um, which is way longer than I've ever needed to. But at the end, like, for our last song, I walk out into the middle of the crowd. Not because, like, I'm, it's not a meant to, it's, well, I mean, it's quite cool. Like, it, people like that shit. But it's just so I can fucking hear it. 
like how it sounds <laughs> like on a like to hear don't like us on like a hundred decibels it just like i just fucking love it the adrenaline rush is just like unreal yeah, <laughs> sort of like the flapper yeah, yeah that is fundamentally flap you know that that rush and, 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 your, your shit and i think yeah but that's what i mean i think flap needs to now like take that sort of um proposed idea and make it an actual reality right like you could propose like i can listen to flap as much as i want but it's just not got the same balls as if you did it for real true that's true and i think i would like it a lot more if well that, like, like here's the here's the like here's the sort of like issue right because when you when you talk about something like that right a live show like it's sort of it's this point about how a live show is sort of culturally insignificant compared to where it once was so you know a, a corn live show in the 90s that was like really culturally significant whereas mm. if you go into a corn show in the 2020s it's just like you know it, again it's like this disneyland comparison it's not it's not the real corn it's not like the but... 90s real cultural like you know being a sort of like alternative right now though flap has no like real world culture so you'd be yeah you'd that, that, be, no sorry this is, this is the point right so like there is no real world culture as such anywhere like i i like when i when i think about like you know um this talk about like the post-punk resurgence in the uk or whatever right I, I walk past um, a pub near mine where, like, some post-punk band were playing um, about a week or so ago. And it's just, like, dead. There was no one in the... Like, you could hear the band from outside, but, you know, there wasn't, like, pa like crowds of people outside smoking or anything. There was just, like, no wonder. And I just think, like, that whole sort of, like, attempt to make what used to occur in the 90s and the 2000s and such, like, happen again just isn't gonna work because and it, it, it like relates exactly to this point about the internet like we live in internet world now and i think like people just don't want to go to like rock shows and that sort of thing um like when i even even when i see you know like really popular acts right now like people going to you know like live shows of say like 100 gecks or whatever it's still like a really kind of like niche culture that wasn't the, it's not the same thing as like going to like a live show in the 90s or 2000s it's like something different it's it's like a parody to me it's not it's not quite the same thing i don't know it's kind of hard to articulate it but it feels like conservative to me it doesn't feel like new or but at like the same happening. time at the same time the the idea that you have about um the music industry heading towards you know spotify playlist culture yeah and how flap is almost like the antithesis for that you could yeah. also then make the, flap the antithesis for the live experience yeah yeah but the, the, this is the point like um like i i think like for it to be flap it needs to be like something new and uh, like obviously you know i did the flap live show i felt that was new because what i did was just like so ridiculous it was almost like you know <laughs> what's amazing about that is that when we did the when i did the pure live show back last november i think it was yeah people were like i was chatting to people and people were talking about it that weren't there like it, <laughs> people people know about that set 
and yeah, they had like no they <laughs> yeah they were not they were not they just weren't even there but people had heard about it or were asking me about it and you know um was talking about how insane it was and they wasn't even there to experience it so yeah i think i think that could definitely i reckon you could yeah i think that's that. what we gotta do like we, here, I, here, here here's I, like I, what would be more flappy right if you took like a fucking like sound system into the middle of london and just started playing flap like uh, high decibels and like screaming on a microphone mm-hmm. you get arrested for noise pollution <laughs> Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sort of like, you know, thinking off the top of my head, like in reaction to this question. But it has to be something different, and like, you know, maybe like no um, TikTok video of it or some shit like that. I don't, know. I don't, I don't know if you're, <laughs> you've ever heard. Or, them, or you look... record it and then you like immediately drop it on Spotify like ten minutes after the performance. Well, or something. Sp- speaking along that line, um, you go on Instagram and there's a band called Glitches. Um, yeah. two two piece kind of like me actually like my band and they do exactly that they don't they don't play venues um yeah. they just show up in uh town centers on high streets and just play until the police tell them to fuck off yeah that's um, pretty cool that's pretty fluffy yeah see that's exactly yeah. it, it has there, to there be is... something new and different like that they're they're really good man like and like they yeah. they what they'll tend to do as well is they'll pitch up outside of venues where other bands are playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool, um actually. Yeah, so like some <laughs> punk rock band will be playing in some venue in London, and they'll just pitch up like near so the. So yeah, that that of... that's like exciting to me. That 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 excites the flap spirit. I think I'll send I'll send them to you. They're pretty hilarious. That excites the flap spirit. Like if I saw that, like I'd find that pretty funny and watch it and enjoy it. Whereas you know I've really got no inclination to go and see a live band show or what have you. Um, I just like I don't know just. I sort of lost interest in that whole culture a long time ago. Yeah, it's just that, that, that's exactly why I did the live flap set. It was like me saying like this whole culture is fucking stupid. Like you'd literally come in here to watch people play MP3s off a DJ system. It's just like retarded. So, you know, I'm going to take that to a logical extreme. I'm literally just going to play a 30 minute flap mix. Like we were, it it was literally just the thirty minute MP3 file, and that's all I played. I didn't play anything else. And then obviously <laughs> we like screamed over the microphone and had all the feedback and deafened everyone. Just yeah, I think the feedback was what made that. Though. Like the, just the yeah, it was like the combination of the flap mix and then the feedback and all that shit. Yeah, what we what we need is like if we, if we do like another flap live show, that's just what we need to do. Is just go absolutely fucking batshit with distortion, yeah. just deafen everyone. Like, completely make them, like, just hear sounds they've never heard before in their life. <laughs> I guess, like, you know, another aspect of Flap, right, is, like, it's because there's no, like, rules to how it's done. It's always, like, coming up with new things. So, you know, just like you mentioned about this, like, two-piece act. Um, I've just um, linked them on Insta- on um, Discord, by the way, an Instagram nice. video of them. Yeah, so um, I'll check that out once we wrap this up. Um, yeah. Yeah, like it. It's always like about you know pursuing, you know what what we can do that's different and new and like, you know, shocking. I guess too, just that sort of thing. I suppose, but at the same time, you know, I don't like to like define flap too much because I think like once you define it too much, it sort of loses its edge. Uh, you know, I wouldn't want it to be like some genreified thing. 
like even musically, you know, it's gone from being like rap to like metal and all sorts. Um, you know, there's no reason why you can't have like flap ambient music probably to if it was done in the right way. Um Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, hopefully like I've uh, persuaded you more towards flap and the duration of this conversation. I think, I think what you need to just I think what you need to do now is just you need to. I just, it just, I just, it's just not got the, the oomph that I'm looking for. I know, like, oomph. and I, like, it just needs more. God, the thing is, it has the oomph, but it hasn't. I don't know what, what I don't what, know how what, to describe what I mean. What's a flap song that you like? What is a flap song that I like? <laughs> I, to be fair, anything that we did in Strong Room, I really liked. But then again, that's because of the energy that it had. I think that was again because yeah, we were in there. Yeah. We was in there. Shima was jumping in the booth, and then uh, without writing anything, and then coming up with some fucking. I mean, that's, yeah, how, I, that's how we always do it, though. Like, yeah, no, but I think I preferred. Yeah, because I was there to. Yeah, I was there to experience yeah. it and like yeah. get involved. You know what, dude? Just put me as like the main event flapper on like all these fucking live shows. I'll just carry the whole goddamn. <laughs> That's what we determined on this call. I need to carry the entire fucking flap movement on my back. All right, I'll do it. Fine, no problem. Yeah. But yeah, that's just. I think that's what it. I think it just needs the me on part. stage. That's what it needs. All right, fine. Well, demonic yeah. was pretty good too. So. That's yeah, all you I'd, need to say to you. Thank you. <laughs> I'd watch it, man. I'd go. I'd see. I'd, I would. I, I would. I was. You know, like in in my time, I've seen some. I've been to some pretty flappy gigs that weren't flap in that sense. Do you know what I mean? Like I've. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've You know, yeah. I've been to a lot of cool shit like that, and I think that's what it needs. It just needs like that. It needs to actually now go put it in people's faces rather than just releasing yeah. st- releasing stuff that's a part. Or if of we that just start walking up to random people and just like flapping them. Know. Yeah, flap flapping them. them. <laughs> flap them. I, yeah, I think so, man. Like, <laughs> like, I think you need to like. If I think it needs to le- like legitimately antagonize people if you're gonna yeah. do it. But you know, this is like this is also an aspect of it. It's like our culture is so disconnected and fragmented because of the internet. Like, right. we're, we're we're it's like a virtual culture. So like. You know, a lot of the sort of shocking things we do in that regard is and has to be, like, on the internet. You know, so obviously, yeah. like, Flap's had a lot of shocking moments in its, like, history or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, they're all, you know, internet moments, basically. Um, you know, how how do you take that offline? Do you, like, do stuff offline and then record it and then post it online or whatever? I, I don't, don't know. know. Maybe that's an idea. No, I actually I disagree with that. I don't think you put it online. Just do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, just do it. And I kind of like get... the idea though of like recording it and then dropping it on Spotify. I mean, you could, yeah. but what I mean is like, think about that the 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 OG flap set, right? It wasn't recorded. No one like it wasn't planned. Yeah, it's it true. Didn't... And it think, a sort think... Of legend. So and people true. talked about it, and they weren't even fucking there. Like. I think that's cool. I think I think yeah. that's I think that's that's because we need to be screaming in people's faces. Uh, okay, fine. You know what? I will scream in people's faces if that's like, what is needed. It's I like mean... I've been. It's like I've been to raves where you're not allowed to take pictures or have your phone mm. out. 
and stuff yeah. like that. I think I think they I think people like that shit. I think it's it's um I do think yeah. like um as the sort of novelty of the internet has worn off and I think it really is in the past, you know, five years, let's say. I don't, when, when would you say like the peak of like novelty of the internet was started to like death? Would you say maybe 2018, 19 or so? Yeah, 20. I think it sort of like started to peter off. Like, I think it started to peter in 2016. And then yeah, I think of, like... 2016 was the peak. No, I, I think like. I think, I think it's like you had like everything going on with like Trump and stuff in 2016. It was. There was still something like really like potent about social media and stuff. And I think maybe 2018 was when it started to decline. And then, like, maybe in COVID, like, it became like so grim and shit. I don't know. Like, either way, like, you know, let's say like last five years, like, interest in the internet has started to really wane and it's started to become almost like laborious for people. But maybe yeah. there will be like a return to you know local culture and stuff, just out of the fact that people want to get away from the internet, so they like start looking at their local worlds again. So maybe mm. you know maybe in a way you know internet music is over, which is a uh, kind of interesting to think about. But then then again like you know how are people even gonna like experience like local music? They're gonna like pass files over the internet basically, and then it's. It's always going to come back to this, you know, issue of, you know, the virtual and the local and so forth. That I think, like, flop is something that exists between the... Mm. I don't know. Like, it's like I said, like, you know, when you step outside and you're on the internet, you're in the internet, like, outside now. That, to me, is flop. So, um, like, there always has to be that aspect of it for me, for it to be flop. Otherwise, it's just, you know, I don't know, just not flop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, oh. uh, it's a very dualistic idea, you know, it's, uh, it's yeah. flap. You need flap or you're not. <laughs> uh, that? No yeah, in between, no edge cases, flap or not. But I'm glad I've inspired you, uh, Shima, to like, you know, maybe embrace. Yeah, I, would, I, I mean, like, I would definitely like to see a live Shima. Um, flap set that would be pretty close. All you needed to do. I'd like to do a live flap set, of, like not not like the one I did in 2019, but rather, you know, a, maybe a live like white banshee show or something like that could be cool. I don't know. All you needed to do was tell me that I'm allowed to scream at people. As soon as you told me that, <laughs> I'm on board with it. You don't have to say anything more. We'll make it happen. Fully down with that, man. Right. Uh huh. I'd, be, I'd, I'd see. I, I reckon then it would change every. It would change things. Like it would change my perspective for sure. I think. Shima thirty three will be screaming in your face very soon. <laughs> so what cool, did you man. think of um demonic X, black banshee X, white banshee? Like honestly, yeah, I think it's a. I think it's a good tune. I don't. I don't think it's a bad tune. I couldn't really tell what was going. On. Like I can't. This is the. Pro I guess that's the other problem. I just couldn't really fully take it in for what but maybe I'm, maybe i'm maybe i'm thinking about it too much who knows maybe i think like just... i think you know that's part of like when you hear something that is like kind of new there's always a it's always like difficult to take it in if it's like oh, not course, done man. conventionally but like you have to give it a few lessons and then you start to get a, there think, are plenty like, of albums out there that, that are... to it. 
there are plenty of albums out there that I absolutely hated when I first heard them. Like there's there's plenty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then over time, you know, you sort of sink it. Like yeah, like you say, it sort of sinks. Yeah, yeah in it's sort of like you have to like reset your mind, sort of to some. Because like a lot of you know like music sort of has sort of conventions to it, and when you have music like recorded music that breaks convention, it can be a bit disorienting. And I think flat does have that mm. aspect to it at times. Usually at, yeah. at, at its best, really, in my opinion, it has that aspect to it. Like when I first heard um, the Black Banshee album that Shima did in um, January. Like, I couldn't, I had the same exact experience. I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? I've never heard anything like this. And I just couldn't, like, orient myself to it at first. But, but like, in a good way. Like, I really liked that sort of reaction. But, um, mm. yeah, after a few listens, it started, it started to make sense. But, like, that first listen, I was like, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. <laughs> Which, oh, um, you can I really your with that, okay, huh? it's, it's really hard to, like, create that these days, though. Like every, like it's almost like you know you've heard everything by now, um, so it's like really hard to have that. Because sometimes you can have that reaction; it's like really banging. But sometimes you can have that reaction; it's like really shit too. But um, I guess you've also got to have an appreciation of shit music to enjoy flop in a way. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sense. like, I, yeah, I'm not huge on shit music. <laughs> See, I wow. am kind of huge on shit music, so. <laughs> oh, I know. That's why I, I like. I love shit music. I think that the the shitter that music is, the better. Like, I fucking love the back catalogs of um Mike Love and like all that Corey Feldman shit. Like, hook me up. I mean, like, I, I can appreciate it. On, like, less than one on rate your music. Link me. <laughs> well, White Banshee's wife is le legit in the bottom one hundred worst albums of all time on rate your music, which is Fantastic. like, like. <laughs> <laughs> 2814 birth of a new day is like in the top 3000 or something which is like huge that's like a huge accomplishment but then like to have an album actually in the bottom 100 is like fucking like unbelievable <laughs> the, le legit the worst 100 albums of all time and I've got an album in there which is pretty good I think you've got that's, an album in the top and in the bottom you know what more yeah. can you say you've, you've accomplished everything <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that is impressive. To be fair, you can't. Yeah. You, like, I can't. I can't. I can't um, you know. No, he, here's one thing I will say I've about flat music, it. though. Right? Like, I think um, you know, maybe rather than taking five minutes on a song, if we take like an hour, we can make something a bit more banging, which could be cool. What if instead of taking five minutes, we took fifteen? Exactly. Huh? So, like that that track we put out um, the other day. What was it called again? See, this is flap. Like you can't even fucking remember a tune two days after it came out. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it? Oh, bad to go full flap, right? Yeah, bad to go full flap. <laughs> we spent about an hour making that, and that—that's cut. You know, maybe maybe that's the evolution of flap. We actually spend a little bit longer, and I mean, like the one we did with the monarch tonight, we probably took about like fifteen minutes on that one. So, but um, <laughs> but yeah, like. Yeah, like, you know, that, that both go full flat, right? And, like, um, Musk and Jeff Davis both rated that, and, like, they're notorious flat critics. So, like, you know, maybe maybe it's just, like, we just need to put a little bit of effort in and we can make flat pop off. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than, like, the bare minimum. 
Yeah, we just need to put um actually you know more energy, you know what power, before before force. we wrap up this podcast, right? Let's talk about Dream Punk a little bit, right? Um, you know, we've talked a lot about Flat, but what what are your thoughts on like Dream Punk as it stands right now, Jude? Um kind of, it's, it's it's in a not in a weird place. It's just kind of in this like what now? Purgatory, limbo. No, I wouldn't say that. It's just like it hasn't got the what the motivation, I suppose, is the word. Excitement. It's excitement. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think you need to be releasing like seven albums a week. I don't think that. (laughs) I just don't (laughs) think that's something that people need to do. But I do think that urgency is key. Yeah. Um, I do think Time music does need to have. Yeah, I do think there's there needs to be some pace involved, and I think Dream Punk has varying urgency. Like it goes in and out of phases of urgency and yeah. speed and sort of energy. I think if it was a little bit more consistent, and look, I'm guilty of it as well, man. Like I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know, everyone else is the problem. Like I'm fully a part of that problem. Um, but yeah, I think it just needs consistency, um, persistence, you know, they say persistence is key. So, um, I do think that there's truth to that. I think there does need to be some, I guess that, you know, it's, it's like this point about intention again, like the, the intention of why we're doing this is like really important to me because I, I honestly can't sit here just churning out music for like no reason other than like hoping to get plays off a playlist like that's just like pure nihilism to me and i I just don't want to do that to be honest like the the idea of like just some random person throwing on a dream punk playlist and like one of my tunes comes up and it just come it just goes off just so like boring like just doesn't interest me Mm. at all i mean like i guess it's because like i've already achieved that like it's like just uninspiring to me really um mm. you know i know i i know for a fact that you know there's always like someone listening to my music in the world at any like one minute and you know that's fine that's that's good but it's like i just think like you know it that that i'm not like really inspired to just be heard um by the most amount of people possible I want to do something that's like um just sort of like significant to the world I suppose mm. uh you know just something that you know has a sort of rippling effect that can make things happen I suppose mm. that, that that's sort of what interests me and flap will be that yeah <laughs> yeah I'm open. Like time will prevail. I'm. I'm. I'll. I'll be. I'll always be here to. You know. To flap. See where it go. To see where it goes. Why don't, don't you make us will. a bang and flap beat that we can flap? Over. Yeah, that that flap beat you made in in the shortage sessions. That was one of the best beats we made in the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah I think that's bang. And... Yeah, I definitely. Yeah, I definitely that think was, it's um, one of the best flat beats. Yeah. Um, what was, what's that tune called again? Um, Needs to get paid or whatever. 
Fuck that need to get paid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was the classic. That, that's that's your tune, isn't it, Jude? That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah see that's a proper banger though. I'd like to hear more stuff along those lines. Yeah, I don't even know how like how that came about, to be honest. I'm not sure where what I, I did. remember you put it together in like a few hours, if I remember correctly. You didn't really yeah, it didn't take didn't take long, no. But I think so, I had like I think I had like a previous idea that I just kind of built on and just yeah, I don't know. I liked it though. I, like I think I think another thing, right, is like with Flap, there was always like, you know, the distraction of Dream Punk in the background for me. And I think like right now, like we sort of announced I'm about to go full flop. So I'm just going to like do flop. I mean, I've got like one more album that I'm going to do, which is not flop, which is um, HKX The Monarch. Like once that's out, like, you know, I'm pretty much just that doing time. flop. Yeah. So like, I just want to see, you know, like me concentrate, you know, you know, you know, like I, I really like when an artist like just focuses on one style into like extreme absurdity and see where it goes. Like think about like Halo Acid, right? Um, he like just did that style, and like, s like saw where it went for like years, and like I want to do that. With, I've always wanted to do that with Flap. There's always like these distractions I've had that I've never been able to just like do it. And now, like, I think, yeah. like, I can do it and just see where it goes. And, like, I don't really care, like, where it goes. Like, I just want to, I want the sort of adventure of where it goes, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, and I'm I'm happy to be a passenger on the, on the adventure. I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, fully jumping in. But I'm happy to yeah. watch, uh, be, a, be, be a spectator and see what, where the, where the the flappy journey goes, and uh... <laughs> I think we feel like like here's one of the thing, right? Like with Dream Catalog, like I can't do it anymore. Where it's like conventional record label, it's gonna have to be like flat principles for me. So that mm -hmm. means you know dropping you know maybe six or seven albums a month, and it, you know it'll probably be a mix of things. You know there'll be you know bits of you know like we got like Lucas's album tomorrow. Well, I guess it'll be out by the time this podcast goes out, but... Um, Go buy it. Yeah, subscribe, etc. So, like, that, that, that new album by Lucas, I really like that. And I think, like, you know, Dream Punk could be a subgenre of flap in that regard, which would be pretty cool to me. <laughs> Rather than, like... Yeah, I think, I think that'd be cool if, if, like, Dream Punk was, like, underneath flap instead of... Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. You know, because oh. there's so many flavors that flap can take too. It's not just like it's one prerequisite. The whole definition of flap is to experiment with sound and to go wild and to have no restriction. Like that's the point. Yeah. So yeah. you know, in that sense, you know, make whatever you want and call it flap. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, have fun with it and uh, share it with the world. Uh, another thing, Jude. Right, like. I've always wanted to hear you just, like, really let loose. Because, like, you know, when you spoke about playing in Sheena earlier, right, your voice, like, really lit up, I think. Mm. And, like, I think there's, like, a part of you that just sort of wants to let loose. And I've been uh, oh. trying to um, push that out of you for a while now. <laughs> or bring that out of you, rather. So. Yeah, I just got to, like, get in that headspace like yeah the flap headspace um, like, like when it when yeah. it comes to like playing sheena shows and stuff i'm very um 
a proper I don't know how to how to put it. I like proper wind myself up. Not in like a like a an annoying way, but like I proper get my like I don't know how to describe it. Almost like that feeling like when you've got like when you're like lifting up like weights that are definitely maybe a little bit out of your like range. Yeah. And you're yeah. like and you're getting that sort of angry pain going on, but it feels good. No, that that like, that that is like, like the fluff headspace. That's, that's, like, that's like that's yeah. how I get myself into that headspace before I go out, go out and play. Then I'll play yeah. like we're we we're we're a punk band. We don't play for very long. We're like twenty minute sets usually. Um, and then when I'm when I'm done, and I like because at the end of every show, I usually just fucking throw the guitar somewhere or like I'm <laughs> very I'm I'm very known. I've done it quite a few times just to leave the guitar leaning against the amp feedback and then just walk off and let someone else turn it off. Nice. Um, but I get like when I come off, I'm like shaking from just pure yeah. adrenaline. Like, oh yeah, that's the same. You know, I, I, just, I, I, I had that after <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, loads exactly. of live shows, and I've never had an adrenaline rush until I did the flap one. I was like, wow, this is like fucking. <laughs> I was yeah. having an adrenaline rush in the very moment I was doing the flap. So I remember yeah. it. It was like fucking. Yeah. yeah, I've never like had that feeling off any shows and i've i've done like way bigger shows too like when i did the um when i like supported zombie and stuff i never had that adrenaline rush then like that was you know in front of a few hundred people in those gigs yeah and like yeah every sheena gig i like i'm at like um yeah. sort of yeah trying to recreate that every time um, yeah. just because it's a yeah. good energy it's the flat so energy. i i'd it's like to involved. hear you bring that energy into like your recorded music somehow yeah, I'm not sure how I would do that. Yeah. I, but I guess I'd have to be recording something loud and like yeah. sort of. Because that's you know that's the you know what we should it, do. Like... You know, like when we make our second the end album, we should probably just like rent a studio out and like just make it over the course of a week or something, and like do loads yeah. of fucking live stuff. Just see mm -hmm. what happens. Then we can like mm -hmm. stitch it all together after the fact on our computers or whatever. That could yeah. be pretty cool. I think so. I think like. And energy is key. And like, yeah, just yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd be, up, I'd, awesome. I'd really be up for that. Honestly, like, I think it'd be kind of interesting and different. Just I think that part. you know, it's pretty good uh, podcast though. Maybe it'll like offer some flap clarity to people. Yeah, here's and I think, oh, and it's inspired some flap direction as well. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, flap always. Uh, you know, a new gust of wind will come along and. <laughs> maybe I, maybe I need to start incorporating um, flapping. Flaps is back upwards. Flap maybe I need to start flapping. incorporating it into like my daily mantras. You know, just start like yeah, saying flap a hundred. Well, you know, you know, you know what's funny? Like flap li literally did start as a mantra on Twitter. If you remember right, like did, before yeah. the music and everything, it was just a mantra, a, tw a tweet mantra. It was just flap. <laughs> just the word flap. Yeah. I'll do my uh, mantras to like Shiva and then I'll do a Vishnu and then I'll do flat. Nice. There I feel like so. <laughs> I think that's more be... like it. What um what gods do you worship, Shima? What what are you fucking doing there with the keyboard by the way? I am playing a game of Counter Strike, my good sir. <laughs> <laughs> I am worshiping the god of Counter Strike Global Offensive. That's that's that's, that's my yeah, god of worship. Who are your Who are your deities at the moment, Shima? What's the flavor of the week? Uh, <laughs> my flavor of the week. Um, hmm. Who have I been worshiping as of late? Um, I'm really grateful for the people who make um, 
some, you know those flavored sort of uh, spice mixes? I figured out if you put those in your curry, uh, it really adds to the flavor a lot. And so, like, I'm really thankful for all the spice. I can't mixes imagine like a that. curry that doesn't have too. a spice mix in it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, like no, no, no. Think about it in my household. Think about it with my mom and my dad. Like, they That's are the spice. I can. They, yeah, they are spice agnostic. They will taste. They will taste test tomatoes for spice. They are fucking. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't being... think I've ever known a curry to not have spice in it. That's pretty. That's my nice. family, my family, bro. So you I tell you, tomato paste and rice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, cool. So it looks like we're incorporating some, you know, curry spices into our mantras at the moment. Yeah. So it's, uh... Coriander started you. Use... Now you have your like single point meditation. Just have like curry spice in the middle of your brain. And... <laughs> I want you to just imagine an empty space and a pile of saffron they, like, in front of you. I've been listening to a, um, <laughs> a guided meditation. I assume you know Ram Dass. I know probably Shiva yeah. does anyway, maybe. Um, <laughs> and he does this guided meditation about how like you sort of envision a, a Buddha sort of like entering like into your heart and like have Buddha energy radiate out. So maybe we should just replace the Buddha with curry spice and how it, you know, like... <laughs> Comes yeah. comes into your heart and then just burns you from the inside. Of the inside. <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be well, like yeah, but with the flap energy. Mm. Flap spice. Okay. Hell I'm, yeah. I'm gonna put another incense on as well. Hell yeah, it's run out since we started. Hell yeah, bro. I agree with that one, hundred and ten percent. What are we going for? Nag Champa, Sandalwood, or Dragon Blood? Let's go for the Dragon Blood. Dragon Blood, yeah. I mean, dra dra Dragon Blood's the you know, it's the superior one to be fair. Yeah, Dragon Blood's class. Get I, there's a place near me to get. I get it really cheap now. It's great. It's like eighty p a box or something. Nice. All right. Well, if we yeah. haven't wrapped up already, now's a good spot. Yeah. Let's wrap mm. up. Do you wanna plug anything, Jude? Any projects coming up or anything? To look not really i mean funnily enough what like the activity with sheena that i'm doing at the moment is starting to pick up again um because we we went a bit quiet over like COVID, cause, you know, no gigs and whatnot um not that anyone can come to them because you know we're in local we don't play anywhere yet um but we've got some we're having some mix down you know of some few new bits we're gonna hopefully record some bits again soon as well so just kind of focusing on that quite a bit at the moment and then some yeah. remember stuff will come in the process somewhere sometime this year so who knows nice. i don't actually you know i'm i'm trying to keep myself sort of like free and open to all this sort of stuff at the moment i'm not trying to like fixate and plan too much yeah. Yo, right, you got what you what you guys plug in what's the next flap um, i just want to i just want to um plug that uh, Shima's banned from playing Counter Strike on future podcasts because it's honestly. Oh like, come on! I've been doing it for on, years. Like... <sighs> it's just like it's a bit different. When I you're have doing a YouTube live stream to like a pre-recorded podcast. Like I don't know, it's just kind of fucking irritating to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well it's been for the last like ten minutes, so you know yeah. I've only just started. If you want to wrap it up to save yourself a further headache. Yeah. By all means, go ahead. What have I got coming up? Um, HKX the Monarch. Obviously, just put our HKX on beef. So the the sort of um, 
last two HK albums for the time being so I can go full flop. So, yeah. Hell yeah. That's good. And you meanwhile, I've got the beginnings of uh, the next Black Banshee project beginning to piece themselves together. Nice. So I'm hoping that a new Black Banshee should be coming out sometime in the near future. Just got to put all the pieces together. And, uh, <laughs> you know, with Black Banshee, like, like I know for, with Flap, we were talking about like the urgency and the haste of it. But I feel like with Black Banshee, like I'm in a bit of a weird spot because it's like those albums are very much like love or hate. So I can afford to like make sh- like like garbage because that'll satisfy the hate audience. But at the same time, I have to bring the quality for the love audience. So it's gonna be a bit of a challenge, but I'm um, I'm looking forward to it. We're gonna get something something nice. Safe. So it has. Yeah. Alright, let's make an agreement you can't play Counter Strike on future podcasts, but you gotta get a softer keyboard. Start little toughens like properly. Yeah, my keyboard almost broke um like right at the start of today. Like none of this would have happened if my keyboard was bust. So <laughs> that's you know what? That's the god I pray to today. That's I that's the god I, I pray to. I pray yeah. to uh Kingston for their HyperX keyboards. Uh good build quality, uh good durability. I've had this keyboard for six years and it hasn't broken once. I Very honestly good. like think those clacky key- keyboards are like proper shit. I think they're just stupid. I like the tactility of actually typing on one. You know the the, the feeling. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got one. I've, mine's mine's like that. To be I, fair, you like you can get quieter ones that still provide that sensation, but like me personally, like the, the I the I, I actually bought one too when I first got like this PC. And like I couldn't stand it, I got rid of it after a day, and I just went and got a proper keyboard. Pissed me <laughs> off big time. <laughs> All right, cool. fair enough. Right. Anyway, so until next time. Peace. See ya.